Hey, everybody, we're on the final uh, run on the fun drive here. Uh, it'd be great if we could get about uh, 45 more people would put us at 3%, even though our goal is 10%. It would be awesome uh, to get 3% of people like, uh, supporting the show to say, hey, I could support it at uh, 5 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month. Uh, so if you're in a position to do so, uh, please consider it. It'll help keep the show uh, coming out twice a week for you and everybody else. And you can do find out how to do that at uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Patreon FAQ. Thanks. All right, everybody. It's uh, Scooter here, and uh, we're uh, back with another episode of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. It's been a little while. And we're talking Season 5, Episode 5, Troy's in Charge. Uh, it does have, it's, it is known by other titles, but uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander Troy is what I prefer. And let's see, it starts off Mudo 5 or Mudo asked question mark in my notes, which uh, Mudor 5, I don't know if that's related to Mordor, I don't think so. Uh, I wonder if they knew, like, if they made jokes about that, they didn't in the script. Uh, but that's what the, the Picard says, Captain's Log, uh, starting 4451, uh, 56.1. The four five one is the start of somebody's number that I used to call in high school. And is there going to be enjoy a welcome respite from their duties? Beautiful word respite. Then we see uh, I think we're in ten forward. Keiko and O'Brien and Will. Oh, William. I put William. It's Riker because he says they're talking baby names, and Riker says, "Well, I think William's a great name." And Keiko and O'Brien are going back and forth with Hero. Uh, Keiko's, uh, uh, let's see, I can't see. Oh, Keiko's father, and then O'Brien's father, Michael. Michael Hero, it should have been easy. If I was there, I said, Michael Hero or Hero Michael. Hero Michael's better. Because, uh, I mean, William's, uh, uh, yeah, I think just, just, I prefer those less, like a hero, you don't, you, like, uh, I don't know. I just prefer it. What do I got? What do I got to do? Uh, then they're, you know, getting, feeling the baby kicking, even data. He did wonder, like, uh, like, like, uh, yeah, like everybody says, okay. Then there's a green drink in the bathroom, in the bathroom, the background. Uh, so, uh, Worf, oh, also, this was interesting. I don't have the timestamp, but maybe I could jump back to it here. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. It's at 47 seconds into the show. Worf is 100% checked out of this conversation, and it's actually great acting. He is checked out. He's just sitting there, like, uh, maybe he's just in total chill mode. I, I, it doesn't look like he's checked out, like, uh, passive-aggressively. He's just checked out of the conversation, like, looking around 10 forward. He kind of see. He looks like he's actually. I'm really studying it now. It looks like uh, he's watching a fly fly around. Uh, uh, so you do yourself a favor, watch it for that. Also, just watched a woman pound a light blue drink out of a highball glass uh, in the background. Checked out a convo. Then we have Jordy and Doctor Crusher. We see a lot of blue and yellow barrels. They're in some sort of, uh, you know, storage uh, thingamajig, whatever they call those things. And uh, Dr. Crusher's off on another uh, work in casting another play, a musical, uh, Pirates of Penzance, Pirates of Penzance uh, or however you say it. 
and she's trying to get Jordy to sing. Uh, I'm very, was a very model of a model major general. I have information, vegetal, animal, and material. Vegetable, though. He says, I can't do it. He's pretty good, though, really. Uh, see, do it. He, he has a very, very nice red barrel. That's <laughs> what my handwriting says. But I did think he was on pitch. She says he's a little off pitch, but I mean, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Jordy LaForge's voice, if you know what I mean. I mean, I was raised uh, by butterflies in the sky. Uh, but okay, so they have that scene. This is, you know, the usual set jumping around the ship. Uh, primary, uh, oh, primary science school fair. Uh, kids are coming for their tour. Marissa J. Gordon, much like a hero William, uh, J. Gordon has two first names. So I don't know why they why they, we couldn't have done that. Oh wait, it wasn't William though. That I forgot. I already sorry, O'Brien. I forgot what your father's name was. Uh, or maybe it was William. No, yeah, it doesn't matter. Patterson is the other young man's name. So there's Marissa J. Gordon and Patterson. And Patterson's a little uh, rambunctious. I don't think that's the right word, but uh, and he wants to see like uh, the the B A T T L E bridge. Uh, and Picard goes, no, no, no. We're going to go to the hydroponics and astro astrophysics labs. And Troy turns them over. And Picard says, okay. And then they get on the turbo lift. O'Brien's coming off, uh, and he says, oh boy. He goes, I don't know who has it worse, uh, Picard, Commander Picard. Captain Picard, or the kids. And then we have this great acting. Uh, Picard's on the turbo. He goes, yeah, we're proud of your science fair winners. Uh, anybody pursuing a career in Starfleet? Uh, nothing. What'd you do for your science projects? And Patterson said in a hilarious vo voice, I planted radishes in this special dirt, and they came up all weird. And Picard says, it's very commendable. And then Jay Gordon uh, says, I did an analysis of the lifespan of swarming moths of Gonal 4. And they have a, I thought it says a 20-hour lifespan. And Picard says, uh, interesting. Then he goes to ask Marissa. I don't think we ever found out what Marissa's science fair experiment was. A spoiler. And the sh then the ship has a little bumpy poo where it says, well, there's a little bit. We, we hit a bump in the road. And why does Calm me? Oh, this is a question for IMDb. Calm Meany, the actor who plays O'Brien, his headshot on IMDb, which comes up if you pause stuff on Amazon, he's in a Panama hat. But the Enterprise is bumped into a quantum filament, which causes large issues, shipwide issues. And O'Brien Troy are on the bridge. No contact with anybody. Computers are down. Uh, Monroe uh, is out. Because uh, they think they bump into a second quantum filament. Uh, uh, turbo, rifts, uh, turbo, turbo lifts don't work. Uh, working. Oh, yes, yeah, so they say, hey, we're stuck up here. Uh, oh, I, I didn't look this up, but I said, well, I guess the bridge is at the top of the ship. Uh, and then I was wondering, what's up and what's down? These will be things for a future episode. What, how does gravity on the Enterprise work? Uh, 
Then we're on the turbo lift with Picard and three very unhappy kids. Uh, no communicator doesn't work. And uh, he, Picard says, get me off this list, lift. Uh, Jay Gordon's very uh, non-optimistic output. And Picard says, it's just communications down. And he says, he, he starts to raise his voice, uh, telling them everything's going to be all right, but in a, a authoritative voice. I also put whiny in negative, but who could blame the kids? Picard gives it to them straight. That's what my notes say. Everything will be all right in the high voice, in uh, like an uh, authoritative voice. Uh, Troy, O'Brien and Troy and, uh, send out, oh, they send out, say, say, hey, any other ships out there? We ran into a quantum filament. Uh, then they start to run the isolation protocol. Oh, because Row, uh, uh, Ensign Row, she comes off the turbo lift, uh, running scans, uh, but no mo- mofo diagnostics. Oh, they can't even do full diagnostic. And they don't know if it's like malfunction of the sensors that they can't detect anybody. Or what? And then they say, do you sense anything, command counselor? And she goes, yeah, I sense people. Uh, not everybody's happy, but I can't tell where they are. And Roe tries, she starts to take command of the situation. And she says, well, who's in command? Who's the duty officer? And O'Brien says, Monroe. But she stepped out to go to the big farm in the space, uh, and he says, Counselor Troy is the senior officer on deck. Uh, and Roe does a quadruple take. Uh, she says, wait a second, Counselor Troy, I guess her viewpoint of uh, professions is skewed. And O'Brien says, yep, she's a lieutenant commander is the rank. Uh, and Troy, similar to Picard, says, I'm open to suggestions, so let's figure this out. And O'Brien says, uh, well, let's do procedure alpha two, uh, put everything on manual override. She goes, okay. And then Rose says, let's uh, stabilize everything, get some communications going. And Troy says, great. And then she says, Mr. Mandel, uh, help, uh, Ensign Rowe. Let's see what else I have here. Alpha. Oh, that was alpha protocol or whatever. Oh dear! Oh, but after that we get an oh dear close-up of Troy. Then we have a shot of an Enterprise in space without power. That look cool. Then we go to ten forward. A lot of tipped-over tables and eleven eleven. Worth checking out. In the background, there's a strange dog duck sculpture on one of the tables. Uh, like I don't know if somebody put it there because like oh, most of the tables on ten forward are flipped over. Except for this one, not only is it, I think it's like a booth table, so it may have been secured to the ground, but it has this bizarre, strange, uh, like, uh, it, I don't know, dog-duck sculpture thing. Uh, let's see, Worf's running scans, Riker's helping Keiko. They say, we have no access to the bridge or to sick bay. Riker says, hey, let's assume the WRST. And then uh, him, him and Data say, okay, let's use the crawlway. We'll take command of the ship. Uh, that's what we need to do. Worf, 10 forwards, now the sick bay. You're in charge. Uh, then I don't know where this comes up. Oh, I think maybe this is back on the bridge. They say, clear the power shunt. 
Oh no, this is with uh, Jordy and Crusher, and then this, uh, the shunt is cleared, and then uh, Jordy says, "Let's use the emergency hand actuator." Actuator. Then they're like, "The wall's hot here," and then we see this green gas come out of the wall, plasma, polyduride, quartum. Uh, basically, not good for any moderate major generals. Uh, then we jump over the turbo lift. Uh, one of the kids is rocking. One kid negative. Uh, uh, something. Marissa is quietly helping as Picard tries to figure stuff out. Uh, and Picard just, like has a little backache, and, and he's trying to stretch to reach the top of the elevator, but he can't quite reach it. And then Picard starts to show his adaptability. He says, okay, well, Marissa, I need a first officer. You're the oldest. Uh, will you be my number one? And she goes, number one. He goes, that's what I call my first officer. So he says, you're number, number one. Let's get, a, let's get a crew together. And he goes, Jay, what do you think about being science officer? He goes, it's Jay Gordon, dude. And Picard says, forgive me, Jay Gordon. And Jay Gordon accepts science officer. And then the Radish Kid, who Picard does almost nickname the Radish Kid, he goes, hey, you were in charge of radishes. He goes, first officer, science officer, you're the executive officer in charge of radishes. Uh, and the kid says, sounds great. I love I love experimenting on radishes. Uh, and Picard says, okay, let's get to work. Jay Gordon was my favorite part. Uh, Radish Commander. Could, I mean, come on, that couldn't be more podcasty. Then uh, I, this is a little joke, uh, a little pun. They're in the crawl space in space. Uh, Jordy, I mean, uh, Data and Riker, thirteen sixty-five Baker. We just said, is that Baker Street? Like, what's the address in Baker Street? Uh, is that an inside joke? Uh, there's a coolant re- leak, something about 83 rads and uh, uh, something. Uh, oh, is this back? Maybe this is back with uh, Jordy. Oh, yeah, these are SAT questions. Let me see if I could read these. So you should watch this if you're studying the SAT. I'll give you an SAT question here. There's two in a row, too. Uh, Dr. Crusher says, we can uh, deal with this level of radiation for three or four hours. Uh, without, you know, basically fine. And LaForge says, what are the rad levels in the quartum or whatever? Now, here's the first thing. Dr. Crusher says 83 rads rising at a rate of uh, four rads per minute. So put down your pencils. I'm just kidding. It's, it still goes on. And then Jordy gives us the next piece of the question. The stuff gets unstable at 350 rads. So you have 83 rads raising at a rate of 4 rads a minute, and 350 rads is not good. But then, so that would be an easier question to solve, but then Crusher adds the SAT level part. The radiation level, if we move it over here, is 20% lower than where it is now. So please solve that for how long they have to be messing around and do rehearsals. Uh, then we go back to the main bridge. So I don't know if you got that. Uh, oh, also, Jordy says you can't trust anti-gravity. It's at least that's what my notes say. 
Uh, then we get a funny joke from O'Brien. They're talking about the quantum filament that they ran into. And Troy says, uh, how big is a quantum filament? And O'Brien says, hundreds of meters long. It has no mass, so it's hard to detect. Uh, and O'Brien says, or I mean, Troy says, like a cosmic string. And O'Brien says, totally straight-faced. Uh, no, that's a completely different different phenomenon. Like a little bit draining of her authority. Uh, then Rose just starts doing things her own way, like, uh, and not playing it safe. Uh, and they say we got an odd reading from the warp drive. You know, I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional. If we're like uh, sympathizing with Troy, they use a lot of jargon, which is confusing. Rose says, dumped the power from the phaser array into the engineering control. Uh, we got impulse power. I don't know. There was a lot. Oh, here we go. That weakened the containment field and the antimatter pods. Uh, here's, here you go. Field strength is at 40% and is still falling. And O'Brien says, can't get to 15%, which you can't solve for currently because I, I need to give you one more part of the equation. So jargon, double exclamation point. But it's more math. Uh, then it says, if enemy broken by tripolymers. Uh, and, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is where it gets even better. They're in the uh, crawl space in space, uh, Jeffrey's tube. And they have this electrical field they got to get through. So Data says, what if I go in there and just shut it down with my uh, body frame made up of tripolymers? It's not conductive. And uh, uh, Riker says, but Data, that wouldn't be good for you. And Data says, well, you could just take my positronic brain with you. Just uncouple it. And at first Riker's like, no. And then Data's like, it's fine. I don't really, it doesn't, it's, uh, I don't need it. Uh, it can function fine. It just taking my cranial units. And Riker says, let me get this straight. Uh, really? And Data says, yep, this sounds great. Uh, totally self-contained. And they try it out and it works. Uh, uh, yeah, Br 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 says, you take it with you. It's to this is totally normal. Uh, yeah, then Data's down. He blinks. He says, that was a remarkable experience. Uh, for a modern android general. Uh, he says we need to get to the ventral, uh, or get to my ventral ac uh, access panel. Yeah, then we have Jay Gordon opening the lift. Uh, he says, Picard says, take a look around. You see any clamps and long big beams with big grooves? Uh, he goes, how are those clamps looking, number one? And they say those clamps are uh, trouble with a capital C, and that rhymes with T, and that stands for uh, like we got to get out, to get to the ladder. And Picard says, my, you know, I got a backache. You can't do it. And then Marissa, the number one, says, she says, no, 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 we're doing this together, uh, Commander Picard. I mean, at first it's like a little bit. Of the kids say, no, we don't want to go. Picard says, go without me, and my back hurts. And they say, no, no, we're all in this together. Uh, even Radish, the Radish kid follows orders. We all go or we all stay. Uh, they say, let's try one more time. Picard says, this is mutiny. And he says, pull out some optical cables. 
Then we see Jordy and Crusher moving barrels, which was, you know, captivating. And then uh, they get a wild idea to limit the oxygen. Kind of a wild idea. Tra- let's tr- fill space with our trash. Uh, all this trash we don't want in here, let's put it out in space so we don't have to move it. So it just made me think, don't have Jordy help you move. Because uh, you say, I think like halfway through the movie, say, what, what are we bringing all these boxes to your new house for? We could just let them fall out the back of the truck. Uh, so don't let Jordy move you. Uh, War- then we see Worf's bedside manner, which is not good, not surprising. He goes, you bore that well after he t- checks in with one person. Uh, and he says, perhaps you should lie down uh, to Keiko when she's not feeling great. And he goes, uh, I believe that is normal, something. And he says, this isn't a good time for you to give birth. Uh, he, he says, isn't that a good time, Keiko? And she says, yeah, like it's open for debate. Uh, then we see a meeting between Troy O'Brien and Roe. Uh, the table is really gleaming in the office. Uh, and Roe's a realist. O'Brien's more of a loyalist and a family person. And Troy's trying, Troy's trying to believe, you know, figure out what to do. Because Roe says, let's just cut our losses and take the saucer or, what, you know, start flying around in the saucer. And O'Brien says, you can't do that. And then, very similar to the kids, Roe says, why? There's no reason to be optimistic. And uh, Ro kind of is a little bit uh, trying to take command. And Troy says, listen up, I'm in charge, A. Uh, and I believe, she says, there's no reason to believe, Ro says. Uh, this is after Troy walks off and looks out the window. She says, there's no way. And then yeah, Troy says, there's, or Ro says, there's no reason to believe. And uh, Troy says, I do believe, actually. And she says, I, I, I'm going to give it every chance I can. Uh, and uh, she says, chief, chief sends the power down to engineering to leave, like, the engineering computers on. So if somebody gets there, they realize uh, they're supposed to do something. And then Rose still says, well, I would like to remind you I don't believe. Uh, and uh, Troy gives the most chilling command you can. She says, proceed, Ensign. Yeah, which I loved. Uh, then we see Picard and the kid crew. They're all linked together. They can't get one of the doors open as they're on the ladder. And these kids start saying, I don't believe, I don't believe. Uh, ready, hang, hang on. Uh, yeah, Troy says, uh, is that them? Oh, also, they sing, they do a climbing song. And I'll talk about it briefly, but uh, they say, what's your favorite, what song do you kids sing in school? And Melissa says, or Marissa says, uh, the laughing Vulcan and his dog. And regard goes, well, I know Ferrer Jacques. Uh, uh, then, yeah, we're all right, a climbing song. Then Keiko's, you know, contracting. Dr. Worf uh, is like using his phone scanner the whole time. Trying to get info off Google. He says, I'm not sure this, I'm not certain this is going the right way. It's not like the simulations. And Keiko goes, it's not always by the book. And Worf goes, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, then Crusher and Jordy are getting ready to pull off their drain, you know, sending everything into space, uh, do their part. Uh, 
We go back to the bridge. There's tension on the bridge. Row is hot like the power coupling. I mean, her, she's not happy. She says, field strength's down to 20%. You don't know what you're doing, Commander Troy. And she was, you're the one responsible. This is uh, exactly what I said was going to happen. Uh, too much wishful thinking. And boom, Troy comes right back. She goes, we'll separate the ship when I decide it's time and not before. Am I making myself clear, Ensign? And she goes, yeah, I guess so. I decide not before. And then she sits in the captain's chair, which is cool. Then we see Data's head in the house. And they get to engineer, they're in engineering, and it worked because uh, Rikers or Data said, the bridge is trying to tell us something. That's why the computers are on. He says, link up my ODN conduit, conduit to the input matrix uh, in my second optical port. And then Riker does something. He goes, no, 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 not that optical port, the other one. And uh, he says, hurry up. Uh, uh, pick up the pace. Uh, Riker even says, you got, you need a bigger head, Data. And then it works. Data gets stabilized. We go back to the bridge where O'Brien says, uh, somebody fixed it in engineering. And Ro goes, I guess I got a message I was wrong. And Troy goes, you know what? You could have been right. You could have just as easily been right. Uh, and NBD, she says, no big deal. Don't worry about it. Uh, then Picard and the kid crew, they get off of the lift. They hand, give out hand, uh, uh, hand shakes all around. And then Worf says to Keiko, you may now give birth. And she goes, what? Uh, that's what I'm doing. Uh, and he goes, has it not begun or something? And then he did, then he, you know, things, things coalesce. And he goes, uh, he goes, well, the last time I tried delivering a baby by, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, simulation. It was very orderly. Also, there's like, uh, someone else helping in the background, kind of like, uh, patting Keiko's brow. Uh, I couldn't figure out who that was, but they pull it off. Uh, Keiko does the hard work, and Worf does the uh, talking work. Uh, and he says, uh, the baby looks like Chief O'Brien. And they said, nice job blowing it. You did all that work, and you say, you say that. Uh, and then we get the captain's log again, because everything's getting tied up in a bow. It's a supplemental regard en route to Starbase 67 to undergo repairs, uh, life returning to normal. And then we're back on the bridge, and the kids are there, and they say, Troy says, just wait there. And then Riker goes, you can't stay away from being in command, can you, uh, Counselor Troy? And she gives it back to him. She goes, well, maybe not captain, but probably first officer. I don't think there's many qualifications. And Riker calls Captain Picard to the bridge. We see the kids have a big, uh, uh, like, a plaque for, like, a, like a, it's, uh, says, uh, to Captain Picard, in appreciation for the way you helped us get out of the turbo shaft and the way you helped us uh, not, you know, be, be uh, scaredy-poo. Uh, J. Gordon Grass, G-R-A-A-S, uh, Patterson Supra, and Marissa Flores. And uh, Patterson, the radish kid, a.k.a. the radish kid, he says, I made the back piece. If Ricardo goes, stick to radishes, kid. 
He goes, a wonderful job. He goes, by the way, we're going to finish the tour starting with the BATTLE bridge. 1,400 hours. And he goes, I guess he goes, but first I'm going to take a nap because then he goes, number one, you have the bridge. And then we get the last, uh, I guess, 80s, 90s TV laugh. Uh, Marissa and Riker both say, I, sir, at the same time. And then they go, Jinx, buy me a Coke. Uh, and they say, nope, buy me a Coke. One, two, three. Or whatever, however you do the jinx. Uh, and that's how the episode ends. So then let's look up what came up on this episode here. Okay, this is from Cornell University Library uh, from 2016, actually. Uh, Quantum filaments and dipolar boys, Einstein condensates. And I believe this is a, just a, like a little bit of a, a submission, probably a paper. Uh, by F. Wachtler and El Santos. Uh, if you want to read it, you know, I'll try to put it in the, it'll be on the website in about like a few days after this release. Uh, Collapse in dipolar Bose-Einstein condensates may be arrested by quantum fluxations uh, due to the anisotropy of dipole-dipole interactions, the dipole-driven collapse induced by soft excitations is uh, compensated by the repulsive Li-Huang-Yang contribution resulting from quantum fluxations of hard excitations in a similar mechanism as that has been recently proposed for boys-boys mixtures. The arrested collapse results in a self-bound filament-like droplets providing an explanation to a recent di-disprosium experiments. Arrested instability and droplet formation are novel general features directly linked to the nature of the dipole-dipole interactions and should hence play an important role in all future experiments with strongly dipolar gases. Yeah, but let's see what Memory Alpha Wiki, Wiki says about that. That's what the scientists say, or the students. Uh, quantum filament is uh, an astrophysical phenomenon which can be very, you know, trouble. Like I said, with capital Q, not having to do with Q, that rhymes with bantam. Uh, they can be hundreds of meters long, but have almost no mass, making them difficult to, to detect. Yeah, and that's that's about it there. Uh, what about the modern major general song? Let's do some reading about that on Wikipedia. I am the model, the very model of a modern major general. It is a patter song from Gilbert and Sullivan's 1879 comic opera, The Pirates of Penzance. It is perhaps the most famous song in all of their operas, uh, sung by Major General Stanley at the first entrance in Act One. It's a satire of the modern, educated British army officer of the late uh, 19th century. And it's a difficult song to perform, even reading it, as we'll probably see in a second. Uh, it uh, is replete with historical and cultural references, which the modern major general uh, describes as impressive and well-rounded education. It's kind of debatable of who it's based on or whom. Yeah, but let's just do a little reading here of it. Uh, I am the very model of a modern major general. I have information, vegetable, vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fights historical. 
from Marathon to Waterloo in order categorical. I'm very well acquainted, too, with matters mathematical, not me. I understand equations, both simple, simple and quadratical. Uh, about binomial theorem, I'm teeming with lots of news, with many cha- cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. I'm very good at integral and differential calculus. I know the scientific names of beings and immaculus. In short, in materials, vegetable, animal, and mineral, I am the very model of a modern major general. I know our mythic history, King Arthur's in Sir Sir Caradox. I answer hard acrostics, and I have a pretty taste for paradox. I could quote Ecclesiastics, all the crimes of Elagabba, somebody. In conics, I can floor peculiarities parabolus. I can tell undoubted Raphaels from General Dows and Zophanes. I know the croaking chorus from the frogs of Aristophanes. I can hum a fugue of which I've heard the music's din of four and whistle all the airs from that infernal nonsense pinafore. I can write a washing bill in Babylonic uniform and tell you every detail of a cataractus' uniform. In short, in matters vegetable, animal, and mineral, I am the very model of a modern major general. In fact, I know what is meant by, and I don't, mamelon and raveline. When I could tell at sight a mauser rifle from a javelin, which such affairs as sorties and surprises I'm more wary at, I know precisely what is meant by commissariat. Uh, when I learned what progress has been made in modern gunnery, when I know more of tactics than a novice in the nunnery, in short, when I've a smattering of elemental strategy, you'll say a better modern general has never sat agi. For my military novel knowledge, I'm both uh, plucky and adventury, has only been brought down to the beginning of the century. But in matters of vegetable, animal, and mineral, I am the very model of a modern major general. And I would have loved to hear Jordy sing all that. What about this word I kept mispronouncing during the episode? Uh, Quar autumn, which is a fuel source in uh, Starfleet emergency thruster packs. It generally uh, is stable, but as we know, at 350 rads, it's a trouble. And also takes uh, two people to move their uh, barrels. Uh, then we have, uh, oh, what's an ensign? I didn't know what an ensign was. It's a commissioned rank, the equivalent of which was used by service organizations of many civilizations. Uh, at traditional naval grade, ensign was the most junior line officer below lieutenant grades, uh, usually immediately under lieutenant or lieutenant junior grade. And uh, that was usually the first rank assigned to new officers who graduated from Starfleet Academy. And here's the great news. Primary duty, professional growth, both as a leader 
and is an occupational specialist and maybe a listener a row. Uh, they are mentored by the more senior officers uh, as well as their uh, subordinate uh, chief petty officer as a part of a development of Starfleet leaders. As they prove more capable, capable they are um, considered for promotion. Uh, in some larger starships, like Galaxy-class ships, it uh, was not uncommon for veterans and seasoned enlisted personnel to have ensigns working for them as technicians, uh, so the ensign could learn the ropes of the more technical aspects, like uh, transporters. Uh, so that's a little bit about uh, Chekhov was an ensign, Wesley Crusher, uh, Dax from Deep Space Nine, Harry Kim, Voyager, Roe Lauren from, uh, you know, Travis Mayweather, Nog, uh, Tom Paris, uh, Hoshi, Hoshi Sato, Demora Sulu, and uh, Sylvia Tilly. Uh, so it's just a little bit about Ensign. Uh, so I guess, yeah, entry-level officer. Uh, this was funny. There's not really a lot about it, uh, but... Uh, so, for Star Trek, if you need some help, get a hold of me. The Laughing Vulcan and his dog, he's just, he doesn't have any, it's, it's just a, a throwaway joke by Ronald Moore, who loved the the way it sounded, the, the title and the image it brought up. And I have to agree, that's brilliant. The Laughing Vulcan and his dog. Yeah. What about subspace? I never know what they mean when they say subspace. So, I looked it up on Wikipedia, there's a lot there. In mathematics, it could refer to a space inheriting all space inheriting all characteristics of parent space, a subset of topological space endowed with subspace topology. In linear subspaces and linear algebra, a subset of vector space that is closed under addition and scalar multiplication. It could be a Euclidean subspace. Uh, in science fiction, uh, a hyperspace or fictional universe, uh, or in Star Trek, a fictional feature of space-time that facilitates faster-than-light communication and transits. So a little bit about subspace. What about, you know, let's find out about uh, cosmic strings while we're at it, huh? Uh, they are, a hypo- according to Wikipedia, hypothetical one-dimensional Topological defects, which may have been formed during a symmetry-breaking phase transition. In the early universe, when the topology of the vacuum manifold associated to the symmetry, symmetry was breaking, symmetry breaking was not simply connected. It is expected uh, one string per Hubble volume is formed. Their existence was first contemplated by uh, Tom Kibble in the 70s. Uh, the formation of cosmic strings is somewhat analogous to imperfections that form between crystal grains and solidifying liquids, or the cracks when water freezes into ice. Okay, I want to look up ventral because the data used that word, and I said, "What does ventral mean?" And according to the Wiki Dictionary, Wiki, Wiki Dictionary, uh, it's uh, related to the abdomen or stomach. In this case, it's on data's head on the front side of the human body. Uh, or usually the lower surface, so maybe below his ear was what he meant, ventral. Antonym dorsal. Uh, another couple of sets of song lyrics here, just because uh, I liked how, uh, I liked how uh, Counselor Troy said, I believe, uh, 
So this is from the R.E.M. song, I believe. I know there's other, I believe, songs. Uh, when I was young and full of grace, I spirited a maraca friend. When I was young and fever fell, my spirit I will not tell. Your honor, honor not to tell. I believe in puppies and time as an abstract. Explain the change, the difference between what you want and what you need. There's a key. There's the key. Your adventure for today, what you do between the horns of the day. I believe my shirt is wearing thin and changes what I believe in. When I was young and give and take and foolish said my fool awake. When I was young and fever fell, my spirit I will not tell. You're on your honor, on your honor. Trust in your calling. Make sure your calling's true. Think of others. See others think of you. Silly rule, golden words make practice. Practice makes perfect. Perfect is a fault. The fault lines change. I believe my humor's wearing thin. And change is what I believe in. I believe my shirt's wearing thin, and change is what I believe in. When I was young and full of grace, and spirited a maraca, when I was young and fever fell, my spirit I will not tell. You're on, your honor, on, your honor. I believe in example. I believe my throat hurts. Example is the checker to the key. I believe my humor's wearing thin in the poles. I believe the poles are shifting. I believe my shirt is wearing thin and change is what I believe in. So that's uh, I believe. And then I will cap it off here with uh, Frere Jacques, uh, which uh, is a nursery rhyme and song uh, known in English as Brother John. And in many other uh, languages, traditionally sung in a round it's about a friar who has overslept and is urged to wake up and sound the bell uh, for early morning or midnight prayers, uh, which is, you know, so other monks wake up. Uh, let's see. The theories of origin, maybe 17th century. It may have not even always been a positive song. Uh, so it, there's, there's a lot there, but let's read the uh, lyrics. Uh, uh, frere Jacques, Frere Jacques, dormez-vous, dormez-vous. Sonas lot matinas, sonas lot matinas, ding, dang, dong, ding, dang, dong. And uh, here's a couple of translations in English. Brother Jacques, uh, Brother Jacques, are you sleeping, are you sleeping? Uh, ring the bells for Martins. Uh, ring the bells for Martins. Ding, dang, dong. Uh, ding, dang, dong. Or are you sleeping? Are you sleeping? Brother John. Brother John. Morning bells are ringing. Actually, Brother John, they should be ringing, but they're not because of you. Morning bells are ringing. Uh, ding, dang, dong. A ding dang dong. Uh, so that's a little bit, a bit about uh, this episode uh, with Councilor Troy in charge. Uh, good night, everybody. Uh, I want to thank all our new patrons, Colleen, Jack, and Alina. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Leonardo, Haley, and Allison. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Marty, Patrick, and Thomas. Thank you, thanks, and good night. 
Bessaquari, and Matthew. Thank you. Thanks and good night. Callie, Soul, and Sign. Thank you. Thanks and good night. Uh, Tracy, uh, Allison, and Sean. Thanks. Thanks and good night. Uh, Jackie, Terry, and Rachel. Thanks. Thanks and good night. Emily, Kathy, and Justin. Thank you. Thanks and good night. Heather, Owen, and Andy. Thank you. Thanks and good night. Uh, Katie with an IE, Katie with a Y, and David, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Christine, Loray, and Robert, thanks, 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 and good night. Uh, Catherine, Linda, and uh, Jamaica, thanks, thanks, and good night. Laura H, uh, Laura C, and Hannah, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Hannah, Ellen, and Aster, thank you, thanks, and good night. Samantha, Angela, and Kelly, thanks, thanks, and good night. Madison, Mel, and Tori, thank you, thanks, and good night. Halgier, uh, Martin, and LG, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Alicia, Latitude, and Val, thank you, thanks, and good night. Colleen, Megan, and Liz, thank you, thanks, and good night. Anyang, Mark, and Craig, thank you, thanks, and good night. Holly, Linda, and Emily, thank you, thanks, and good night. Will, Daniel, and Rosanna, thank you, thanks, and good night. Dahlia, Christine, and Shell, thanks, thanks, and good night. Dawn Marie, uh, thank you, thanks, and good night. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the show on Patreon. Thanks, and good night. Uh, don't forget, uh, if you want to become a patron, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-O-N. And uh, thanks to everyone at Night Vale Presents. Uh, Sleep With Me is a proud member of Night Vale Presents. And also thanks to everyone at PRX. Uh, wonderful uh, behind-the-scenes support as well. Good night.